0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash haveadrink. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. Also, by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: Ah, it's time to have some beers from the Emerald Isles. That's right. It's Irish beer time. So grab your lucky charms and any other offensive stereotypes you think you need to celebrate St. Patrick's Day while we have a drink. <clears throat>
0: to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier.
3: I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price.
2: We'll see you this time.
1: <laughs> this time. Yeah. No. Wrong part of the script. Scroll up.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. let's. So we're right now we're just crossing our fingers that this is going to stay the way it is. <laughs> like some technical difficulties earlier today.
3: You're, you're spoiling the magic. We could have made it so everyone would think everything was fine.
0: It's we're all fine here.
1: How are you? How are you?
3: All right. We all we are all fine here. So uh, again, we're we're gonna skip past some of us, and we're we're just gonna go straight to Casey. Casey, what have you been up to? Because you've been <laughs> up to some good things.
2: Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been touring around Wisconsin this week. Uh, did you, did, went up and was able to stop in at. Well,
3: you well, have you have know, some fine the... cheddar. Well,
2: uh, what's that?
3: Have some fine cheddar.
2: I did. I actually brought back some, fifteen-year-old uh, right. and some ten-year-old cheddar cheese from Wisconsin, as well as some, uh, uh, what's it, <laughs> the
3: small brewery up there. I mean, it's
2: yeah. But I'm trying to think of the
3: something else cheese related. Uh, the
2: fog. See, I was going to uh, say they...
1: fog. <laughs> oh, that's because he ate the cheese right off the heads of the citizens. <laughs>
2: They, they they did have a ton of cheese head hats for sale, but yeah, I was able to head up to the 16th largest brewery in the U.S. that only distributes to one state. <laughs> that being Wait, the one 16th, brewery.
1: the 16th largest brewery in the U.S. that only distributes to one state, or it's the 16th yeah. largest brewery in the, in the U.S., comma, and it only <laughs>
2: distributes to one state. Okay. So, uh, New glares home of Spotted Cow, and many other delicious brews, um, that's what's <laughs> Home
1: of, home of, I'll never get to drink it.
2: <laughs> at this rate, if I can never get it up there, I've got some burial beer to go to Chris and some new glares to go to everybody. So, at this rate, maybe not. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> great brewery. Um, very, very large brewery. It's very surprising that they would only be distributing to one state. I would have expected much more out of the brewery. Um, but either way, the uh, the place is great. They they have a great little tasting program that's pretty cool. Um, and so you get to keep all kinds of glassware when you go there. It, you know, yeah, we, we were able to... I went up with 13 pounds of luggage and came back with my luggage weighing the 50-pound limit. So <laughs> I was able to stuff in enough to, to
1: make how it many, how many busted? How many bottles busted in transit? None. Nice. And I
2: had a suit in there that cost well I had a, a full business suit in there that I was like eh, if this doesn't doesn't go well I may be having to go with a new suit soon. Ooh. so <laughs>
3: hey was oh, not okay uh, what was the when, big... when you're
2: as large as I am your suits you just can't buy off of Walmart they don't carry your sizes so
3: <laughs> okay uh, so uh, Del noche is bringing up if they shipped out of state <laughs> we could tip some cows down in uh, New Mexico. So about the shipping out of state, yes, that is the thing. It doesn't go anywhere but in Wisconsin. But, Casey, what did you what did you encounter after you got to security in the airport?
2: Oh, yeah. So after security, so the average 12-pack of the beer throughout the, the region that was in Madison area um, was even in downtown Madison. It was about $16, 12-pack of cans for Spotted Cow. Um, and then once I got to the airport, they had it, what was it, $27, 28 bucks for a twelve pack of cans after security.
3: So post-tax, you could technically, 30 if you bucks.
2: missed, what's that?
3: Is it post tax? It'd be thirty bucks.
2: Yeah, right thirty now. bucks for for a twelve pack. Um, and so yes, Nucleus what? is Latin for how much you can stuff in your luggage. <laughs> um, so afterwards, you could pick up some twelve packs and bring them with you, but well, it's it my would carry be on. almost double. What you would be paying um, at the brewery or even in the liquor stores uh, nearby. Jeez. Yeah, most of the stuff though. I don't know if I want them to ship outside of outside of the state because everything <laughs> that they did because it diminishes
1: it diminishes the value of your stockpile.
2: Well, no, because I mean at this point I've got you know maybe two or three twelve packs worth of stuff. Nothing, not a whole lot. But they do a very small kind of run at a time. They don't do. Um, you know, how Founders has probably 15 different beers that they're producing at any one time. New Glarus has maybe six run-of-the-mills that they produce and then another maybe four that are specialty series that they'll do. And you can find just about everything out there in Wisconsin. It's not like there's, a, there's rare stuff all over the place. It's just, okay, this is the seasonal. It's out. It's available everywhere. And then whenever this, that seasonal is gone, we'll have the next seasonal that comes around.
1: I feel like if, if New Glarus wanted to distribute outside of Wisconsin, they would by now.
2: Yeah, the tagline is only in Wisconsin. So I feel like that's. Yeah. They have that's no plans to, to ever do it. more
3: than that. And I mean, they know they dominate their market. So why would they. Absolutely. The, the business runs great for them as it is. Why would they want a chance going, oh, we're going national? And then, you know, they put all this money into the facility and then it doesn't work
1: mm-hmm. out. Then you get bought, oh. then a venture capital buys you from the bank. Then...
3: Yeah, then then you become Smutty Nose who is yeah. now sold to some private equity firm 100% because the bank took control of it after they were trying to sell and it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a whole thing, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think that everything that they're doing right now is great. Uh, we, I was able to taste a bunch of their beers. I wasn't able to taste the one that you really liked, Chris, or wanted to try. But uh, um, I got a couple of their lager styles. Their brewery, they, they have spent the money on the brewery. I've got some photos to show you all that um, you can t- kind of take a peek at. But I've seen – I went down to uh, Sweetwater, and the bottling line at Sweetwater – maybe the same size or possibly smaller than the bottling line at new Glarus. Really? Yeah. So wow. it was a very, I mean, they had a, a, a whole <laughs> big metal arm that all it did was just take glass bottles off of a pallet and put them into the line. Like it was, it was just a huge mechanical arm. Looked like it could have been in the first Terminator movie at the very end. <laughs> in the <foundry>. Um, <laughs> So it was really cool to watch it, and and there was a a twelve pack that fell over on one of the things, and it was neat to see how a an assembly line really works, because you you heard an alarm that was just barely audible, and these yet these guys with all their protective headphones on, like the ones that keep your ears protected, mm-hmm. um, not battery powered or anything to, that it looked like that was producing a sound there, but you know I could barely hear it, and yet. As soon as it came on, three guys were running over fixing it, and the line barely stopped. It oh. was really cool to watch that. You get trained for certain
1: kind of sounds when you're when you're working in a place that have very particular uh, you know yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's. I, I used to be able to hear the uh, the chit printer for uh, drink orders from anywhere in the restaurant. I got hear it. Uh oh, I needed somewhere. They can wait. I got. It. I got text to look at. So that was kind
3: of one of the disappointing things when we were uh, in Fort Collins at New Belgium is they were in a meeting. The entire production line was stopped. Yeah, didn't see it, any of that stuff. And our tour guide mm. was even like, this is actually really unusual because they run three shifts on the bottling and canning lines and they, it runs 24-7. Like, they never Maybe stop up. bottling and canning.
2: Unless Maybe one they day have a we, but Maybe
3: they, one day we can check out... <laughs> A different yeah maybe a different location near nearby that new belgium may have i don't know maybe we can check that out
2: (laughs) could be fun yeah so fun trip um what kept coming to mind was the uh the song heaven i'm in heaven (laughs) as i was walking through um they just kind of let you tour through the brewery and and look around and they've got ropes up in areas that are dangerous so um you can kind of tour yourself but Hmm really fun, really neat. Can't wait to do an episode on them someday. We'll
3: mm, take a cargo yeah. van, fill it up, come back. <laughs> It'll be great. For sure.
2: It's affordable. That that beer is definitely affordable and if you could bring it back you know, paying less than paying about a buck a, a can up there. Maybe a little. Buck ten a can there and you could probably bring it back for four dollars a can here.
1: Hmm. This is going to become the have a drink Smokey and the Bandit at some point. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: it? I like the it's sound of that.
3: Uh, so Anybody else up to anything special? I know I've uh, not been actually. So. <laughs> but a little uh, low key nothing, this week.
1: Nothing special, but there was something we had talked about in our new show, having become available in Kentucky. Uh, oh, yes. We finally have Yingling here, and yes. it's now in just every grocery store in a big display. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't stop walk, but walking by, and I just looked down at my shopping cart and went. How did a whole case get
3: in here? <laughs> it happens. I mean,
1: At, it, it, just years of training kicked in, and I decided that it had to be there so I could smuggle it back across state lines, despite the fact I was in state lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it,
0: it feels wrong.
1: <laughs> well, it's still like like right now, like there's an initial excitement, and then like eventually we're just going to be used to it. Like, all right, we have it now. We need to drink it whenever we want.
3: Yeah. So we'll never drink it again. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause that's how it works. Yeah, probably I've been uh, off
2: of the Yingling train for a while.
3: It's still good. I haven't purchased any. It's
1: still good. It's just not you know.
0: Um nothing special. Yeah. Oh. So Del Noche says yawning is not allowed. Uh <laughs> We we were just talking, like, we've been up for a minute. Um not a typical work day or anything. I don't know what you're like, talking about. Uh Chris and I have been drinking
3: for 12 hours.
0: <laughs> it's
3: been a good day.
0: So, yeah, and I don't have... I, I had, like, a couple of drinks of actual caffeine. So, that's it. Like, literally gulps, not even, like, full beverages. Because <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. But, uh, yeah, we've... I was drunk at uh, noon?
2: <laughs> I was still at work. So just woke up, so... Yeah. yeah,
0: and I was I was already drunk and playing shuffleboard. So <laughs> happy St. <Saint> Patrick's Day! <laughs> On that note,
3: how about some announcements? Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So we wanted to let everybody know the next episode is going to be Saturday, March twenty fourth at nine p.m. Eastern. We're going to be covering T one hundred and one. <laughs> so uh... a general overview because we know that there's a lot involved with tea.
1: <laughs> gonna have to buy some sleepy time tea.
0: There you go. Um, we'd also like to remind everyone that, uh, our news show is available. Uh, it has its very own feed and it is live Saturdays at seven thirty PM. Eastern time. Generally,
1: Usually, God except willing. for today. God, God willing in the Greek don't rise. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, look for have a drink news in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, finally, we want to, um, we're going to probably keep mentioning this for a good while. Um, we are happy to join Diamond Club team in the year round Extra Life campaign to support Children's Miracle Network. Um, you can donate to our page and help us help the team reach the $10,000 goal. Visit bit.ly/slash HAD Extra Life, HAD Extra Life. And that's all lowercase because Bitly is case sensitive.
3: Yeah, let's get in there, guys. Uh, so, this is for the New Year's Eve, what well, would used to be the New Year's Eve only thing. Mm-hmm. We do the big streamathon. So,. This is all year long, and we want to really put. They upped the goal because I think the goal is usually like two to three thousand dollars, and they're like no, let's do it all year long, and let's really go for a big sum of money, and we can really help make a difference. So just please, uh, you know, you plenty of time. You don't have. You could go in and throw in a few bucks right now, and then later down the road, go. Oh yeah, we could. I want to help more. Throw in some more, and then when we do more streamathons and stuff, chip in more and more. Come on, I mean, we can get there. We can do it.
0: <laughs> I think there's a special like. Uh, Gift thing if you you pledge for extra life on our is, Twitch while while we're streaming
1: there so.
3: is but there's only one way to see that
0: oh only
1: one way
3: also the Patreon mm-hmm. one if that happens during a stream is actually amazing and I would love <laughs> to see it someday <laughs> <laughs> all
0: of them are are pretty spot on now but okay yeah uh, so I believe we do have some news to get into what yes.
3: Alright guys, uh, so, dee, 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 dee. this just in from the Brewers Association, they've released <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> last year's uh, official this, numbers. This just,
1: th- in from, <laughs> this just in, thank, coming in to all, all Americans and all ships at sea.
3: Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> the top 50 brewing companies by sales and volume. The Brewers Association, uh, the nonprofit trade group representing small and independent craft brewers, Today released its annual list of the top 50 producing uh, craft brewing companies and overall brewing companies in the U.S. based on beer sales volume. Of the top 50 overall brewing companies, 40 were small and independent craft brewing companies. An increasingly competitive and mature marketplace, these brewing companies continue to lead and pave. You know what? We're just going to skip all this. Uh, you, you just got I want everyone to go ahead and scroll down. Scroll down. We're going to go to number 33 on this list. And who, who, <laughs> what what brewery do we see here? Uh, let's
1: see. It's, it, 31, it's new. 31, Long Trails Brewing. 32, Rogue. Uh,
3: 34. 34 is... so
1: uh, I said them all, right? Did I miss one?
3: <laughs> uh, we have uh, Reingeist from Cincinnati, Ohio, hitting the top 50 list. 33. So that's uh, considering... How they're talked about locally, it was surprising, but given what these numbers are, it's not about who puts out the most buzzworthy beers. It's about sales volume. So, yeah, they are there. They're pushing bigger markets, and it was shocking to see who all they beat out, honestly. Alligash, Uinta, Surly, I mean, Green Flash, Left Hand, Three Floyds, St. Arnold, North Coast, uh, Avery. Avery? I was going to say, they, they beat Avery. Okay, and they barely beat out uh or got barely got beat out by Rogue. And that's what I'm like, What? How how is this possible? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a fun one. So well uh the list the top ten has not really shifted much. So this is as everyone knows the number one craft brewery in the country is Boston Beer. <laughs> no, DG Ying Young and Son. Boston yeah, Beer no, is a close second. Think. Number two, Boston Beer number three sierra nevada number four new belgium you get it yeah uh i don't think we saw any big shifts in the top 10 uh number 10 our yeah. favorite um
2: dishes. so there was a rename in the top 10
3: oh
2: oh canarchy I see um, that. who was mm. that before so it used to be called the Oscar Blues group.
0: Oh. <gasps> oh,
2: okay. And so now it's got Oscar Blues, Cigar City, Perrin, and Wasatch and Squatters.
0: Oh, oh wow. Okay. So your Polygamy
2: Porter and your Mama's Little Yellow Pills coming from the same group. Ooh. That mean, This means this is a group that could give me El
3: Coco. Oh, Coco. It yeah. is. Uh, that is not on their Maybe. brew list for this it's year.
1: It's not. There's I'll there. never get it again. <laughs> but
2: i it going die. Not the good one, at least. No,
3: so yeah, uh, some stuff we've been talking about breweries. So on this list, uh, New Glarus came in at sixteen. Yep, Casey got to go recently.
0: Alaskan at nineteen, which is we've, Great Lakes we've twenty. purported, like awesome stuff there. Is um, looking to see if Abita and Abita's not twenty-one on here. are they
3: twenty-one? Oh, nice. Blackjack. Okay,
0: that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty high up there. Yeah.
3: Blackjack, yeah.
0: Oh, and Great Lakes is around the same spot. Okay, cool.
3: Yeah, Flying hmm. Dog. Yeah, it's. A lot of our favorites are on there. That's that's yeah. nice to see, but they also do have the numbers because so that's for uh, craft and independent brewing. Yeah, so you have the top fifty overall. Like this is ignoring mm. the moniker of craft and independent, and, and
0: these aren't surprising at all.
3: Yeah, number one, you have Anheuser Busch, ABM Bev. Uh, Shopped. Two, Shopped, <laughs> Miller. I say <laughs> two is Miller Coors. Three, Constellation. <laughs> Four, Heineken. Five, Pabst. And then six is D.G. Yingling & Son. Uh, Seven, North American Breweries. Eight, Diageo. uh, Who actually plays a lot into this episode, actually, because I don't think we mention it, but don't they own Guinness?
2: Um, I believe so.
3: Yeah. I think so. So So Guinness is looped in right there.
0: Boston Beer at number nine. Number nine overall. Overall,
2: Overall, yeah.
0: Yeah. New Belgium? (laughs) Eleven. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell's in at sixteen. That's...
0: Oh, founders beat them.
1: Yeah, founders at fifteen. Mm. They're not technically craft,
3: so no. that's why they're not
2: bold ah. on this list. They're they're more than thirty five percent owned by. They Brewer. Yeah. They are. Yes. Or more than. Yeah.
3: All right. So thirty five
2: percent owned by someone.
3: They have a nice map that you can do uh, of everything that you can go and look at and play with, which is just. I don't like it because they show uh, Rheingeist, like thirty three. They show it like halfway up Ohio nope like it's almost in dayton and i'm like what? i'm looking at it
1: right now i'm like that's nowhere near where that is
3: yeah not. It, that uh that pin missed the mark but yeah uh hopefully someday we can get kentucky to have a representation on there but for now i guess Brian guys Brian guys will do yeah
1: it'd be nice but that's
3: not happening anytime that'll yeah. do pig that'll do that'll do
1: speaking of doing
3: Speaking of doing. Get r- Riggity Riggity Rex! I don't know how that transitioned. Well, I didn't transitioned. know what was coming up yeah, next. Like, <laughs> so <that was> <laughs> you get
1: what you do is you go and check into your untapped. Oh, <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, that wasn't clear. And wasn't really what I had in mind. I just, <laughs> it just... The like words fell out. It's like the segue, it's, words it's the segue fell out. we deserved.
3: The prompt was given, so that's where Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, one try to get your st patrick's badge uh if you haven't got it by the time you hear this you're too late (laughs) guess what Uh,
3: yeah
1: oops (laughs) uh but it's also time for brewery madness
2: Madness. (laughs) uh
1: yeah no it's time uh you know it's march madness uh no that's coffee say, but, yeah, are you, you allowed say to say that. that no uh no i'm not okay it's brewery March madness. Insanity.
3: it's it's brewery madness
1: no i'm saying like it's generally for a basketball thing that so now
3: College let's let's have our own season <laughs>
1: with just about beer <laughs> all right hopefully. yeah no it's time to have the whole It's time to have your own brewing brackets
3: yes uh them pitting breweries against each other based on the number of check-ins. This year, though, they've added uh, it is live tracking, so from the moment you click the link, it gives you the updated numbers.
1: Yep, and it's uh, they've already gone through the first round. Uh, those actually ended uh, on the sixteenth, uh, so we're in we're in round two right now, and uh, not a whole lot of close. Close matchups in terms of check-ins. Yeah, most so... of them. I will say most of them are about like you know a thousand apart. Uh, then again, there is uh, uh, McKellar matched up against Guinness.
3: I feel like McKellar is getting going to get a mud hole stomped in him on that one.
1: Yeah, they're at one thousand six hundred twenty-three check-ins as of my last refresh. Uh, Guinness is at. 39,568. Which is the most period.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was the... uh, As we've been watching this over the years when they've started doing it, because of the time period this happens, there are two things that happen this time of the year that really give two companies the big boost to the finish line. So that is, St. Patrick's Day will propel Guinness for a good chunk of the way. And the release of KBS from Founders will give them that last-second push. It did last year all the way to the finish line, right? Was it them, or did someone else win last year?
1: I don't recall who won last year. I yeah. was hoping someone else knew. I do <laughs> no. not
3: remember. I think Stone may have like swooped in at the last second.
0: To the Internet. I don't.
3: Someone else to the Internet. So, yeah, uh, all these pairings, first round went, and it, like they just weren't close. The way they pair these things up, you're going, what, what the actual hell are they doing when they... They think about well, pairing these.
2: You can, and the only upset out of the first two rounds was actually toppling Goliath, who did not. <laughs> <laughs> so it was ranked as number eight. Vel Brewing was ranked at number nine, and Vel was the one that pulled it out by exactly a hundred additional votes.
1: And that's that's that that you know eight and nine like they're yeah. basically the same. They beat him by a hundred check-ins.
3: Yep. So yeah, Stone is. I guess
1: uh, Sierra Nevada is about to crush them. Is what we're saying.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: So it was yes. like Stone versus Surly. Well, Stone is nationwide. Of course, they're going to demolish any of it. Like Surly <sighs> is super small.
2: No, not. I mean, like that's not necessarily going to be the reason, though. If they do, they do. But that's not necessarily going to be the reason. Because think about it, Surly and Stone. You you look at the what we've been talking about for the past year local pride versus national um uh brand saturation
1: natural (laughs) cattail
0: yes
3: but i mean yeah to a point but i will i won't always check in every stone beer i have if i manage to score a surly beer you better believe i check into those Mm-hmm. So that you would think that would kind of give that more of a boost, but just for overall volume, Stone has better chances of people checking in to it than Surly yeah. does. And yeah. you scoot down the list and you see more instant, like uh, Anheuser-Busch beat a Beta out, out of round one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bud Light yeah. does get checked into on Untapped. <laughs> and there's just well, no that way to said beta...
1: is even a better fight than you would think.
3: Yeah, so that
1: it's will... also also scaled because who's... Thinking to check into the Anheuser-Busch products.
2: Exactly.
3: So it is like we will see uh, what was it? Boston Beer. They did a good performance against yeah. Single Cut, like uh, yeah. Bells against uh, Hill Farmstead.
1: Cool <laughs> <meat>. Hillshire Farms? <laughs> no, <laughs>
3: Hill Farmstead, not Hillshire Farms. <laughs> Although, if only Hill Farmstead uh, were the ones doing that um, pastrami. pastrami, the yeah. pastrami Pilsner. <laughs> So Only like a,
1: Hillshire Farm. How are they missing? Meat beer.
3: How how is Hill farmstead missing that? They should do uh, the meat beer, so they can just put the go meat. No, they make it, it, they make it go.
1: They make it go beer, so they don't get sued.
3: <laughs> All right, but yeah, um uh, not what'll be upsetting to watch it. But keller is getting ready to get trounced by Guinness. <laughs> like that's just—it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah and who's it three floyds against founders that's gonna be sad for three floyds to see them go out in round two
1: yep (laughs) yeah but you know here we are yeah look they're the ones that decided to go into the acc Um,
3: (laughs) all right so yeah i think it's uh the most we can do about that right now but it will be nice to do weekly check-ins on that as opposed to before when we were just like oh yeah
0: yeah that's true we we did stuff uh, happened
3: we just did the oh we're gonna check in on this and it's over, <laughs> <laughs> so all right what's our next bit of untapped?
0: Yes, so uh, we mentioned this last show I believe. Untapped is doing a seven city, seven days many beers. Uh, so it's a seven city tour. Um, the it's it's you got to check in to verified untapped venues uh, within each city in the month of March, and um, the top seven cities that win. Um, Untapped is going to do a tour and do like a big party around uh, each city. All them the seven kingdoms. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun,
3: dun, dun, Yeah, dun, this dun. is really an update me... on these numbers. So we have yeah. been... I This is doing the exact same thing that the other post is doing, so they're giving you real-time updates on uh, what's happening here. So uh, let's go ahead and see. Where's Cincinnati on this list? Uh, number four.
2: Woo! Numero cuatro.
3: Yeah, it's not a giant lead though. We have been—we um, almost fell out of the top seven there for a little bit. We uh, we had to mm-hmm. really step it up. Uh, it was a good thing we had another drinking holiday hit. Get everybody in Cincinnati out. <laughs> had
1: to really step up your game, Chris. You had to.
3: I can't carry this team alone, guys. Come on, we've we've got a. My back is killing me from carrying this. <laughs> Especially this morning. I mean, I, I can't be the only one. I mean, you, you see those that. 400 point lead we've got. That's just because. I was going to
1: say, you're drafting people who aren't even allowed to drink.
3: <laughs> so, all right, yeah, Cincinnati, uh, we are leading by about 400 check ins over uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, that's too close for comfort. Come on. Come on. We got to get it. Let's get out there. Let's get out there and do it, guys. <laughs> but no, it's fun. Uh, number one, you got New York. Uh, two is Tampa. Three, Chicago four, Cincinnati, five Charlotte, North Carolina, six Portland, Oregon. Oh, seven is San Diego, California. Oh my
1: gosh! Okay, it, 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 it is, re- Tampa, is. Is Tampa a big beer city? I don't know. I
0: suppose. That's a good question.
3: So yeah, right now. I oh, yeah. I just had
0: to refresh it. Like, refresh it because Portland sh- was out. Those were flipped a second yeah, ago.
2: So cigar oh, city. oh Oh, Oh, so
3: yeah it is within two check-ins on charlotte north carolina and portland oregon so they are flip-flopping currently you can just like keep refreshing it and watching them jump back and forth (laughs) that's kind of how down to it this is but yeah it's gonna be fun because all the top seven cities are getting big parties thrown at the top uh venues so ours would be mad tree thanks to uh jim he had to look that up which was our most popular verified venue. And that's good, because that is the only venue I believe in town that could host a party like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: In addition okay. to that, they've also got a Yingling Brewery in Tampa.
1: Oh, yeah, that is right. Oh, oh that's right, they do. Huh. I really forgot about that. So I it was in, in Florida. In... I didn't realize it was in Tampa,
2: but okay, yeah. Coppertail.
3: <laughs> it's kind of un... kind of unfair when you look at New York, because no one stands a chance to beat them out. Nineteen thousand one hundred and thirty check ins.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. I think uh we didn't we didn't have any new badges this week. Sorry guys. Yeah,
0: so it's just the update.
1: No, check-ins. but these are these are fun little updates we can yeah, keep going with.
3: Yeah. So speaking of updates and suggestions
1: okay well we'd like to take this time to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow for supporting this podcast we'd also like to thank audible.com audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service Uh, this week uh, we've got a recommendation one I've actually got not too long ago but I finished it pretty recently Uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology oh (laughs) <laughs> that's a it's, it's a fun read it's uh one uh narrated by neil gaiman and if there is an author better suited to read his own work i don't know of him uh it's it is a great great thing we were talking about it a bit before the show uh i think all of norse <laughs> mythology can be summed up in uh two things uh everyone wants to uh Wants to to marry Freya and and everything is Loki's fault.
3: Yeah, pretty much. No, it's even it's summed up the best when the point when they come to Thor that something like they're like oh something's <laughs> happening he's, immediately. His first reactions: where's Loki?
1: Where's Loki? It's his fault. How do you know? It's usually just simpler to assume it's Loki's <laughs> fault.
3: Yeah, <laughs> In all of his simple mindedness. He just like just it it is. It's like why why are you questioning anything else? It's gonna be Loki's fault.
1: But it's 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 a nice little reading of all of the the major uh, major Norse myths, uh, and it's a lot easier than trying to read the Proseta's. Oh yeah, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> so I've, but, got the, uh, I've got the I've got the and it is that's it's a rough read, and he he really does like a the best way to say it. I hate to say it though, is like he does a King James version of the Norse <laughs> mythology. He really makes it so. Someone who's not versed in old Nordic can uh get through this.
1: Yeah. Uh it's it's a great book. Uh if you do want to check it out, I highly recommend it. Um to download it or any other free audiobook you want, uh go to Audibletrial dot com slash have a drink. Again, that's Audibletrial dot com slash have a drink. You get a free audiobook.
3: Hey. Oh yeah, quick spoiler on that. Uh Gotta, you gotta read the story to find out uh, how Loki gives birth. He just yeah. vanishes, and it is alluded to, and no one talks about the fact that Loki... Yeah. Yeah. There was a horse. <laughs> yeah, and
1: that... Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a birth. There's a horse. <laughs> That's really all I need to say.
3: So they let you put two and two together, but...
0: Oh, all mythology.
3: Right. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of mythology. It
2: on that drunk.
3: It's always nice when we're starting off the topic with a disclaimer. <laughs> I was the one who insisted we do this and everyone else just went along with it. So everyone may just be placating to me. I don't know.
2: No, so, no, uh, I agree with this
3: disclaimer. Okay.
2: <laughs> I agree with placating.
3: First off. Here's why you don't order an Irish car bomb or a black and tan drink. Don't do it. Especially in the presence of Irishmen. And especially not on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, So the Irish car bomb, or both these drinks, referencing referencing Ireland's bloody past. These drinks may seem like fun, traditional Irish drinks to order, but they're actually a lot more offensive. During Ireland's struggle for independence, the IRA, considered a ter- terrorist organization by many and freedom fighters by others, employed the use of such devices, uh, the car bombs and other things, to uh, destroy many symbols of English rule. And many, many the... people were killed, uh, a lot of lives lost to these acts, and is extremely <clears throat> insensitive to be ordering such a drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then the Black and Tan, which is actually a very popular drink, and it is on many labels for things everywhere. Uh, the Black and Tans were a branch of the British Army recruits sent to contain the Irish rebellion through any means necessary. They murdered, raped, and even razed city districts to the ground due to the ferocity of the Tans' behavior in Ireland and the numerous war crimes they committed, and that is, like, under the Geneva Convention, it they were legit war crimes. Uh, feelings continue to run high (laughs) regarding their actions. Black and tan, or tan, remains a pejorative term for the British in Ireland. And the reputation of the tans is still hated in Ireland. The term can still stir bad reactions because of their remembered brutality. So, please, simply order a half and half instead of a black and tan. As for the car bomb, let's just agree to not ruin good beer or waste good whiskey.
1: (laughs) All uh, well let's move on just into the general Irish beer.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, no, Oh, things let's, that you le- can drink in order. Like <laughs> I was gonna say, let's, let's cheer things up, but no, it's Irish. There's no cheering it up.
1: Everything is things sad, traumatic, and never anything good happens. Um, while Ireland, uh, we're going to talk about the red ale first. While Ireland has a long brewing heritage, the modern Irish red ale is essentially an adaptation or interpretation of the popular English bitter style. Uh, Less uh, uh, with less hopping and a bit more roast to add color and dryness. Uh, Rediscovered as a uh, craft beer style in Ireland. Today it is an essential part of most brewery lineups, along with a pale ale and a stout. The very name speaks of rebellion and defiance. Uh, that defiance is burned to the buildings, the memory of Ireland's uh, second city, <laughs> Cork. It's called Rebel City, and the beers from the local craft brewery that reflect Cork's role in the battle for independence from Britain. Uh, which uh, responded by allowing its black and tan militia to raise the city center to the ground. There is a brief mention of red ales in an Irish poem dating back to the 8th or 9th century. It's a fleeting reference. Uh, seems to be the earliest such allusion to a red ale uh, and says it was drunk in Dorand uh, and in Kerry and uh, and about the land of... Cruthni? Cruthni, Chatari
3: You can say, how's your Gaelic?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Not (laughs) Not good. Trithney is a name given to the Pictish? Pictish. Pictish. Pictish Pictish Cribes? It's safe to suppose that we consider Irish bread and its modern styling very different from the red ale spoken of in this poem. In 1980, Coors Brewing brought the license to use the name Killian's from George Killian left. Fifth generation brewer that had closed its doors of its once famous brewery in Ennis Courtney? Courthney? Yeah, uh, Coors began to brew Killian's Irish Red, a lager, uh, a lager somewhat in the Irish Red style, with all the mar- uh, marketing muscle to back up this new venture, uh, found popularity in America. Overall impression is a uh, easy drinking pint with uh, often with subtle flavors, slightly malty in the balance, and sometimes uh, with an initial soft uh, toffee slash caramel uh, sweetness. With a slightly grainy biscuity palette. Uh, A touch of roasted dryness to finish. Some of these versions can emphasize the caramel and sweetness more, while others uh, will favor a more grainy palette and roasted dryness. Uh, The appearance is medium amber to medium reddish color. It is clear with a low off-white tan color. And average uh, average persistence. Uh, characteristic ingredients uh, generally it has a bit of roasted barley or black malt to provide a reddish color, a dry roast finish. Uh, pale uh, base malt and caramel malts were historically imported, more expensive, so not all brewers would use them. Uh, it is a less bitter, uh, hoppy, less bitter and hoppy Irish equivalent to the English bitter. The dryness, uh, dr- dryish finish due to the roasted barley more attenuated uh, with, with less caramel flavor and body than the equivalent strength Scottish Ales. Hmm. Uh, IBUs usually range from 18 to 28, and ABV is around 3.8 to 5%. Commercial examples, at Caffney's uh, Irish Ale, uh, Franciscan's Whale well Rebel Red, Kilkenny's Irish Beer, O'Hara's Irish Red Ale, Porterhouse Red Ale, Samuel Adams' Irish Red and Smiddix Irish Ale.
0: I think the only ones I've had of those have been Sam Adams and Smiddix, honestly.
3: Again, note uh the not inclusion of Killians because it's not, <laughs>
0: not really uh, it's
3: not really an yeah, ale. Killians
0: is like what people are really gonna That's recognize, what you're gonna assume,
3: but again, like uh, earlier he said it it's a lo- it's actually like a a logger.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that's just people see that and they're like, Oh, this, yeah.
3: I still think it's funny, uh, I think that was one of our first, like, way early on we talked about a bar back in our hometown It uh, probably still sells Killian's as an Im- import, oh, import at import prices. And it's like, yeah. it's in Colorado!
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, uh... I think it's about enough for the Irish Red. Do we have any other Irish styles that we, we're we have very a, familiar with?
3: We have another. So we are quite familiar with this next one. So mm. we're going to do the Irish Stout is actually in the BJCP at 15B. So the Irish Stout style evolved from attempts to capitalize on the success of London Porters, but originally reflected a fuller, creamier, more stout body and strength. Eh, eh. Guinness began brewing only porter in 1799 and a stouter kind of porter around 1810. Irish stout uh, diverged from London single stout, or simply porter, in the late 1800s with an emphasis on darker malts. Guinness was among the first breweries to use black patent malt for porters and stouts in the 1820s. Guinness began using roasted barley after World War II while London brewers continued to use brown malt. Guinness started using flaked barley in the 1950s, also increasing uh, attenuation greatly. Guinness Draft was launched as a brand in 1959. Draft cans and bottles were developed in the late 1980s and 1990s. Overall impression, a black beer with a... Well, you can't really say a black beer because we've talked about it before. It is at first... Yeah, it's actually that deep of a red... Because if you hold it up around the edges at the light, you can see the red hues. But it will, in the glass, generally look black. So a black beer with a pronounced roasted flavor, often similar to coffee. The balance can range from fairly even to quite bitter. uh, With the more balanced versions having a little malty sweetness. And the bitter versions being quite dry. Draft versions typically are creamy from a nitro pour. We all have a nitro pour of it, usually, unless you get like the... uh,
0: Extra. The extra stout. I think it's the extra.
3: That's a different style altogether. Uh, But bottled versions will not have this dispense-derived character. The roasted flavor can be dry and coffee-like to somewhat chocolatey. Mm. (laughs) Appearance. Uh, So, yeah, jet black to very deep brown with garnet highlights. There you go. In color. Uh, According to Guinness, Guinness beer may appear black, but it's actually very dark shade of ruby. Opaque, a thick, creamy, long-lasting tan to brown-colored head is characteristic when served on nitro. But don't expect the tight, creamy head on a bottled beer. So that is one of
1: the... The widget can only do so much. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So that is actually one of the big things in pre-show we were talking about that. Why do you order a Guinness? Is it always... I mean, yeah, it's good all the time, or it's been quite a while since we've had one. But it was also for the show, and I think they even used that in an advertising bit a uh, while back. So it's You know, you're getting your drink and you a show. You watch that
0: crazy pour and the, yeah. Yeah,
3: because it has a specific way that you're supposed to pour it. And to the chagrin of some Americans, you don't pour it until it's overflowing out of the glass.
1: Oh, oh God, you monsters.
3: <laughs> All right, so characteristic ingredients. Uh, Guinness is made using roasted barley, flaked barley, and pale malt. But other breweries don't necessarily use roasted barley. They can use chocolate or other dark and specialty malts. Uh, whatever combination of malts or greens is used, the resulting product should be black. Cork-type stouts are perhaps closer to historical London-type stouts in composition with a varied grist not dominated by roasted barley. Hmm. So you want to do a style comparison? Uh, low strength, lower strength than an Irish stout.
0: Irish
3: extra stout. Extra stout. (laughs) But with uh, similar flavors. Darker in color. uh, Black than the English porter, which is brown. So your IBUs, uh, 25 to 45. So it's going to be low. But you are getting, you know, your IBUs are showing up in that bitter. And ABV, 4.0 to 4.5%. So fairly sessionable. So your commercial examples. uh, Beamish Irish stout Guinness draft. Harpoon, Boston Irish Stout, Murphy's Irish Stout, O'Hara's Irish Stout, and. Porterhouse Rasslers? Is that what that says? Yeah, Porterhouse Rasslers 4X. So, I've always wanted to try O'Hara's, but I have the worst time trying to find it. Yeah, I
0: haven't seen that much.
3: Last year at St. Patrick's Day, uh, they had a badge. And I was like, oh, I've seen O'Hara's around, surely. And then I went looking, and no, no, I can't find it anywhere. I looked again this year, can't find it anywhere.
0: You can usually find Harpoon and Murphy's, though. I've never heard of the Beamish one.
3: Well, I can find Harpoon's um, IPA and their lagers, but I cannot find anything stout (laughs) from Harpoon.
0: All right, well, uh, finally, we have the Irish Extra Stout. So kind of mention that a little bit. Uh, The Irish Extra Stout has the same roots as the Irish Stout, you know. Uh, but it's a stronger product, so hence the extra uh, <laughs> Guinness Extra Stout, um, Extra Superior Porter, later Double Stout, was first brewed in 1821 and was primarily a bottled product. Described by Guinness as quote more full-bodied beer with a deeper characteristic roasted bitterness and a rich, mature texture. Um, of all the types of Guinness available today, this is the closest to the origin or to the porter originally brewed by Arthur Guinness. Uh, Note that in modern times, Guinness Extra Stout has different strengths in different regions. Um, The European version is around 4.2% and fits in the Irish Stout style. Because they're more hardcore, I guess. Um, (laughs) Overall impression, it's a fuller-bodied black beer with a pronounced roasted flavor, often similar to coffee and dark chocolate with some malty complexity. The balance can range from moderately bittersweet to bitter, uh, with the more balanced versions having up to moderate malty richness and the bitter versions being quite dry. Um, it appears jet black, opaque with a thick creamy tan head uh, characteristic of the style. Then um, the, the characteristic ingredients are just the same as the Irish stout so um, no you know venture off there. Uh, a style comparison. So it's midway between an Irish stout and foreign extra stout in strength and flavor intensity, although with a similar balance. Uh, It's got more body and richness and often uh, malt complexity uh, than an Irish stout. Uh, Black in color, but not brown like the Porter. So um, 35 to 50 IBUs. So getting a little bit more up there. Five and a half to six and a half percent ABV though. So still pretty average. Uh, commercial examples, of course, Guinness, Extra Stout, um, the U.S. version. And then uh, O'Hara's Leanne Fulaine? Fulaine? Uh And then Sheaf Stout. So I've never actually heard of any of those besides Guinness.
1: Sheaf. Sheaf with an F. I yeah. thought I heard you say sheep.
0: No. Why wouldn't That's they sheep. have a sheep stout? Like what? They... Sheep stout. Yeah. Sheep not thin. Sheep stout. <laughs> foreign extra stout is my favorite says uh del Nojay. i've never had that one <laughs> i don't mm. know if i've had a foreign extra stout
1: yeah. it sounds like something i want to try yeah then. i've yep. had it
3: you, you guys have never had the extra stout said foreign extra no
1: no no the the oh i guess the foreign is still yeah. oh, no i was thinking the foreign extra stout yeah
3: that's okay
1: yeah. i don't think i've had that i've had just the regular it's
0: bottled usually yeah, yeah. oh okay it's good um is that so that's the one that's not yeah, okay, so if it's bottled, I guess it's not going to be the Nitro version, obviously. No, so no, it's not. Maybe I have had that one, then. But yeah, that uh-huh. one, I mean, Guinness is just, you know, good all around. for Except for that pack, just don't buy that pack ever. You <laughs> know, That's, just don't do that.
2: When they start trying to do other things.
3: Yeah, like, just yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard people going on about, oh, have you had the milk stout? And I was like, oh I was like, <laughs> shuddered from an aisle over as they were asking someone. Like, oh, do you have the milk stout? Ugh. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. So the fourth Irish beer style out there, <laughs> y'all know what that <laughs> one is, right? <laughs> yeah, it's green beer. Mm. No, we'll talk it's a little bit about.
1: This. I was say it's what we drink. It's what we drink Guinness, so no one can try to put that stuff in here. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, green beer was originally created by a medical doctor. His name was Dr. Thomas Curtin. He was a coroner's physician and eye surgeon. He first colored beer for a St. Patrick's party at the Schre- Schnerner's <laughs> Club of Morrisania yeah, <clears throat> in the Bronx in 1914. So, a long time of green beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a Article about uh, about the event from the time the doctor actually remains pretty vague about what his <laughs> recipe and which is a little my bit scary.
0: <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> uh,
2: according to the first volume of Alcohol and Temperance in Modern History, there's a centuries-old Irish custom of known as drowning the shamrock, in which drinkers literally add green shamrocks to their beverages on St. Patrick's Day. Oh that could have been some of the great doctor's inspiration. The best green mirror is made with what color food coloring? That's right, blue. <laughs> Curtin used something called blue wash or wash blue, an iron powder used for whitening clothes. Seems pretty safe, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, today in Clorox and some of these whitening agents, it is they add blue coloring because blue makes it look whiter. Mm-hmm. Um, today's blue food, food coloring still yields the best results because it balances the light beer's natural yellowish hue. Obvious, but not so obvious whenever you go to the bar that's just got green food coloring back there, dropping it into your cup after they pour the beer. The
1: the number of people who used to ask me, why is my beer not green? It's St. Patrick's Day. Because I'm not a monster.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring its reputation, some serious brewers have experimented with green beer, including Dogfish Head in 2005 and New York's Captain Lawrence in 2013. Both used spirulina, a blue-green algae, as the colorant. According to a study from last year, nearly half of American adults consume it. It's amazing when you consider only 12% actually consider themselves Irish.
3: (laughs) Well, if you want to take some of the definitions for Celtic, uh, one of the definitions for Celtic uh, that's given by Barry Cunliffe. Do you consider
1: yourself Celtic?
3: Yeah, and uh, my professors were indoctrinated by Cunliffe, so I uh, subscribe to the same theory that do you consider yourself Celtic? Well, then you're Celtic. (laughs) Uh
2: huh. So, getting down to the Irish Bo- boiler maker or Irish car bomb, which is a drink that many folks do order in the U.S., um, also called an Irish slammer or an Irish bomb shot, the American bomb shot cocktail, similar to a boiler maker, made by dropping a shot of Irish cream and whiskey into a glass of stout the irish in the name refers to the drinks irish ingredients typically guinness stout baileys irish cream and jameson irish whiskey and we know what the car bomb stands for <laughs> yeah. in the in the drink it's because it's a bomb shot and those are usually a, a whiskey dropped into a beer the name is is often deemed offensive with some bartenders actually refusing to serve it. The inclusion of the drink in an English bar's 2014 promotional materials drew complaints, followed by withdrawal of the promotion and a public apology by the bar manager. Increasingly, bartenders prefer the title Irish Slammer or Irish Bomb Shot or simply the Irish Bomb to avoid offending patrons. The whiskey is layered over Irish cream in a shot glass, and the shot glass is then dropped into a... glass, a full glass of stout usually Guinness. Drink is usually and should be consumed very quickly as the cream will cause it to curdle so, within a short amount of time. Yeah,
3: as someone I, yeah, who used in college, be a in college in college we sorry. drank a few and uh, some people couldn't chug it and would stop briefly to catch their breath and it's nope. like, nope, nope, just pour it out, you're done because oh, and then they'll go back and then you can see it curdling in the head already and you're like
1: we had an experience with this once didn't we did we we did we were at a bar and i was like yeah some Uh, we'll we'll do some some of these and i can just remember you trying to talk like no they're here now we have to drink then we can talk
2: uh, (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, drink drink don't talk um the last one that i remember having was on saint patrick's day about 10 years ago and one of my coworkers and I went across the road uh, he was a, a little bit older gentleman, probably in his sixties, and had a funeral to go to afterwards oh, so I, I bought him a couple uh, irish shots here and and he downed them quite quickly had never had them before and uh he threw up at the funeral home so, oh, yeah, oh that was that was a good experience pull, for him Pulled a don draper oh man <laughs> oh so, Kalou actually was part of the original recipe. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did oh, not. Um, I didn't. Often excluded from the drink today. Some refer to the original recipe version as a Belfast car bomb or a Belfast bomb.
3: <laughs> Makes uh, it even more yeah. insensitive. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, let's go on down to the black and tan, also called the half and half.
3: Half, the half term, please. The term
2: likely originated in England, however, Chris, when consumers have blended different beers since at least the 17th century. The name black and tan had earlier been used to describe the coats of dogs, such as the black and tan coonhound. I like the coonhounds. The earliest recorded usage of the term in the drink context is from 1881. I would say probably prior to the um, Irish incidents. Um, right? All right, that was like mid
3: No, that was the right at the time. What's that? That would have been like right before the times. But the uniforms were like just slapped together like haphazardly to make it black and tan. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, the drink was called the black and tan before yes. it was used as a pejorative. Yes. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So the layering of Guinness on top of a pale loggers. Uh, possible because the lower relative densities Guinness has. Um, that's when people, you know, say Guinness is a heavy beer. No, it's a light beer, actually. Yeah. Um, the opposite scenario where a layer on top is heavier than the bottom is actually something that produces a phenomenon called the Raleigh-Taylor instability. And I looked it up. It's pretty cool. To prepare a black and tan or a half and half, Fill a glass halfway with a pale L and then add the stout on top. Layers best usually poured over a upside down spoon placed over the glass to avoid splashing the mixing of layers. specially designed black and tan or half and half spoon is bent in the middle so it can balance on the edge of the pint glass for easier pouring. Alternatively, the stout can be poured in first so the drinks are thoroughly mixed together. That's if you don't want the layer in effect several american breweries currently still make pre-mixed black and tans for example yingling's original black and tan and is named as such yep. however places like uh ben and jerry's who released an ice cream flavor in the united states for saint patrick's day inspired by the drink have uh, offended nationalists irish nationalists because the Paramilitary Association. Benagiers has since apologized. Spokesperson told Reuters any reference on our part to the British Army unit was absolutely unintentional and no ill will was ever intended. So I don't get it. The the 2012 drink's name was once more used by Nike when they had a uh pair of shoes called the Black and Tan, generating similar offense. So how are these two people? That's the one thing I don't get necessarily is how are, how are these two people coming in and, and having to pull things off the market while Yingling is getting away with black and tan? I
3: don't know. um, That's on their packaging. Yingling. How long has the black and tan been in production from Yingling and labeled as such? It's been a long time. So for some reason they have been getting. So even on that, even less of the pejorative term on it, uh, revolution just came out with a new beer that is being named after an IRA uh, top ranking previous IRA member and they've meet before the beer even hit market they've received complaints to have it pulled and people are trying to boycott them this beer didn't even make it to market yet <laughs> wow and 1986
2: was when the black and tan from Yingling came around
3: Whew. okay so it a good minute that's been on shelves maybe it's cuz they were
2: 30 years
0: I mean, as far as, like, it's not like their distribution is everywhere, so maybe they just That's, got overlooked. That
2: could maybe be Maybe they're it. just
0: flying in under the radar.
1: The yeah. second I mean, largest yeah.
2: brewery in the U.S. got overlooked. But well,
3: they only distribute to, like, 13 okay. states or something. Like, it is not a the, lot.
2: The sixth largest brewery in the U.S. got overlooked.
3: Yeah. yeah. Actually, probably. By yeah. Ireland? Yeah. Yes. Name me the
0: sixth-top <laughs> brewery in Ireland.
3: But somehow revolution hit somebody's you know radar with you Uh, know what
0: but i think they've got international um locations
3: don't they revolution i don't don't think so i thought they did i think the Uh, i think
2: the biggest reason on these specifically that they got pulled is because they associated it with saint patrick's day or with the irish yeah i think you're okay doing black and tan outside of the irish
3: so you don't try to claim it's irish
2: exactly mm, that's a good point. I think it becomes, that's where they yeah
3: are. it becomes very offensive once you suddenly say irish and black and tan and people are like "Ooh,
2: yeah oh no
3: oh no thank you <laughs> uh
2: an additional drink that you may not know of um that is, i don't know. You know our
1: friend matt really knows of him oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, no i just mean it's one it's one of his favorites so it's like mm.
2: yeah um, if you enjoy the uh the flavor of cider but think that sometimes they're a little bit too sweet, you may want to go with a snake bite. Snake bite is an alcoholic drink made with equal parts of lager and cider. In the United Kingdom it may be served with a dash of black currant cur- cordial, referred to as a snake. Sounds
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: I love black currant. Uh, snake bite and black stout may be used instead of a Lager in the u.s and the snake bite and black is also known by the names pink panther and diesel a stronger <laughs> I've variant.
1: Heard diesel i've not heard
3: pink panther
2: <laughs> well i've always had bud diesel which is the red version of budweiser
3: not oh, yeah. the bud light so this is what the new uh i think uh yeah smoke you were the one who uh pointed this out to us in the discord but uh speaking of revolution again Uh, their Deeth, I think is how you pronounce it, whatever, their uh, barrel-aged stout. This year they're doing a special snake bite variant. It is a black currant and uh, bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. I don't know about that. that. I didn't realize that was a thing, so yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, if you want to spice it up just a little bit and uh, make it a little bit stronger, you can also add a shot of vodka to it and make it a turbo diesel.
3: Ugh. Uh, I'll pass.
0: <laughs> you, you lost me at the vodka.
1: <laughs> like, we've already had our whiskey drink. I really don't need a vodka drink. <laughs> no. Oh. Take a cider drink? Take a lager drink. Take a drink. We've got all these. All right. You can have the snake, but I can have both those drinks at once. Now, should I do a,
0: right. a, a, what we're drinking for the tasting?
3: We need a new, we need a new sounder. We do. What we, we need, do we do we the, need something the, else these, for so. tastings. So if you're listening to this and uh, want to drink along with us, uh, pause it here and go grab a fresh Guinness draft can or,
0: in the can. Yeah. yeah,
3: show it. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look the, the cascade. At... Oh yeah, look at that. It's hot. <laughs> oh, the free show you guys are getting. Look at the checking out the cam show. Oh, oh.
2: You can see the reflection of everything in my
3: glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, Casey's is really the one that's given it, though. It's like putting mine, on the full show. Mine
0: was. Thank you very much.
3: Mine. You didn't. only gave her a
2: half a glass. That's yeah. the thing. Because
3: we're splitting one. <laughs> it's a lot of beer.
0: Uh, I watched too much of the Queer Eye show. I'm just like, yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, re- I love that show so much.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, so I think... When did we decide we were doing a, a, a tasting for the whole episode because I know I was going to do late it late last night because <laughs> because I haven't had a Guinness in a long time I haven't either
3: Yeah, it's been a uh, while for me
1: and I've been curious if if how much of my my memory of Guinness is is colored by nostalgia and how much of it is yeah. this is something I enjoy
3: So yeah, okay, we are drinking the Guinness Draft Stout. In the uh, pint not the, can? Not the drach. <laughs> drought. Drought. <laughs> drought. Hmm.
1: St. Pat in the A well-poured oh. pint of Guinness is an aesthetic masterpiece.
3: It is. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> smells good. Doesn't really smell like much. I can oh. smell some so malt. Let's pull
2: the widget out of the can, too, and take a peek at that.
3: All right. All right. Casey, you can, you're already well into the process. So, Show us the the magical thing that Guinness invented.
1: The economic term that they turned into a product?
3: (laughs) Yes. The widget, as Casey sucks on it.
2: I think the key with the widget is that it is a ball that basically just has a tiny little hole inside of it. And they'll put beer inside of the can And I don't know if they've put any frozen nitrogen in it or not. They I've heard both stories. Um, But the idea is that as you put it into the can, the, the, the carbonation will flow into here and beer will flow into the um, ball. And then when you open up a can, you get the full rush of carbonation, but then also you get this thing at the very bottom that is spewing out carbonation over seconds. And so it, it goes from 20 psi i don't know what it is but probably 10 to 20 psi inside this ball over just a few seconds instead of in a, just a second or less with when you're opening the can so it's mm-hmm. causing this frothingness coming from the bottom which is pretty cool all
1: right so uh chris was saying he's not smelling a whole lot on it i smell a little bit of of uh uh like that—that that darker, uh,
2: roasted malt.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely got roasted malt.
2: But every Guinness that I've had has had the smell that I've never gotten out of anything else, and I don't know what it is.
3: Hmm. Is it the uh, <laughs> the fish liver enzyme?
2: Well, they got rid of that, didn't
1: they?
3: Did, Did they? I thought was yeah, like it. they
1: were they were switching that out from there.
3: That was one of our first news stories we ever covered was that they were phasing it out, and it was like yes, uh, all of your Guinness you've ever had has been filtered mm-hmm. through like. Fish livers, but so it's, not it's the filtered enzyme. through, it's but just it's, the it's sort of
2: like a gelatin product um, yeah. that is included. And so the fish bladder has it gives you this I don't know gelatin like substance. And so it's the swim bladders, and you can put that into the kettle or in the the brewing vessel after you've kind of gotten this fermented out, and it'll take the yeast out of solution and hold it down. Um, it's called uh, isinglass.
1: So. We all had a little sip of it since. Not yet. Yeah, get to it, Chris.
3: I am. Tastes hmm. like
1: nothing. It does. It's it's very light. It doesn't, which is really funny because, like, when you look at it, yeah, it looks like it should be dark. Like oh, yeah. it should have like a heavier flavor. It doesn't. It's very light. I joked uh, and I poured one earlier. It pours like a light beer. Like when I think of like a lot of the heavier stouts we've had, yeah, they they they're more viscous.
3: So this yeah, this has been my complaint with nitro recently. When I first started drinking, I was a huge proponent, like a pro, I loved it, and now uh, I, I tend to steer away from nitros uh, because I think nitro kills the flavor.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't like nitro that much at all. Um, to me it feels like it's like watered down um i prefer like super bubbly carbonation um yeah i got it this it's, does not re- taste like i remember it tasting
1: <laughs> it's, it, it 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 does taste kind of how i remember but it's it's drier
0: than i recall oh yeah it's oh, an association and, 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 yeah. it's actually with, really sweet when i take a drink like just so sweet
3: i've had now when I, i'm like oh I remember the the coffee flavors and the roastiness and all that and then i've had all those Done up to the umpteenth million degree in other beers and I can't go into this expecting that level, but my palate is now like, no, you need that level.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's some serious tannins in this beer that are causing it to dry up my tongue. Like yeah. get curl it up and I don't know if it's the additional um black malts in there or what, but it yeah. it's just yeah. And it, my, my coat has wool now
3: yeah it doesn't my, help. my tongue
2: has wool coat on it.
3: It doesn't help me that I also have still like a mostly full pint that I was sipping on for this of evil twins Irish ish <sighs> coffee stout, Imperial stout brewed with lactose and sugar with nutmeg vanilla, medium toast oak spirals and coffee added. Jesus that kind of uh, dampened you know I have that intense flavoring. Than, uh, than this. Yeah. It's not bad by any means. It's just there's a lot of better beers to go to.
2: Ew. Ugh.
3: <laughs> Casey. Oh.
2: <gasps> I just put my shot of Bushmills in there. <laughs>
3: Oh, why would you do that?
2: Because <laughs> I didn't like the Guinness to begin with. I was going to pour it out. I wanted to see if the Bushmills was. What help did we just? What
3: did I just say? Why? Why what about ruin? wasting whiskey? Yeah. He also doesn't yeah. like Bushmills, so oh. uh,
2: yeah, I don't like Irish whiskey. In
3: why didn't you get some red breast?
2: To I, well, I don't like blended Irish whiskeys. I don't know if I can find somebody that's that's not blending
3: that would taste any better.
0: <laughs> I miss um, Feckin'. Irish whiskey. Oh,
3: thick and it's gone, yeah. Oh, that stuff was good. Yeah. Again, that was a beer, or beer, uh, a whiskey we had 10 years ago almost. Oh, God, yeah. So uh, More than that. <laughs> compare that, but you can't get it anymore, so I really wish you had held on to a bottle.
1: Uh, yeah, no, this. I don't hate it. <laughs> Uh, but I've had I've had so much better stout since then that it's it's just not doing it for me. I do get what Casey is talking about though. It it it, it dries out my mouth like something fierce.
3: Yeah, yeah, intense. Oh,
1: and we've got Thank a the follower. Follow. I'm just seeing. Woo! Thank you.
3: Thank you for the follow. <laughs> I'm
0: drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk.
3: Everybody Everybody's drunk. drunk. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so that is our Guinness tasting. So. Overall uh, opinions for, because this was, I think, all of our first uh, real beer. So the revisiting later on after we've developed, uh, I will say, more sophisticated palates, <laughs> whether or not that's true. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: more discerning.
3: <laughs> I mean, So opinions yeah. around the board. Uh, Casey, is it what you remember?
2: One bottle cap.
3: One bottle cap. All right. Justin, Out of five. Justin, is it what you remember?
1: It's what i remember but i've had stuff i like more now yeah. uh it's like a it's it's okay to go through if there's like you know i'm looking through a beer list and i see guinness I'm like all right yeah sure i can and drink that so like i can't, can't finish eat. this <laughs> right. oh, really okay i've uh, gone through i've gone through one of them already during the show so oh well wow. not two. quickly but <laughs> oh Brittany. you can't yeah
3: um i mm, no 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 okay no no not what she remembers um or just I, no overall no
0: <laughs> no as a general statement um <sighs> I, I i it was the first beer i ever had that i really liked and then i guess that was when i was 21
3: <laughs> first beer l- i ever had that I liked. literally
0: been a decade <laughs> and and then some and now i'm just like yeah i'm okay <laughs> I've I've had so many other good beers since then Like, very complex <sighs> beers since then And this is just not
3: holding up Yeah, So this was the staple at my first apartment We kept plenty of it around mm-hmm. And, you know, I gotta say If you're out somewhere And you need a beer for dinner And there's not a good list It really doesn't matter what you have this with Because it will not overpower whatever you're eating
2: Flat well, that's, out, that's it's, not, for sure. it's yeah. not gonna do it
3: So... Yeah.
2: If I go somewhere and it's Guinness, Budweiser, or Bud Light, <laughs> I'm going with Diet Coke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, shade, shade, massive shade. Yeah, I'm I'm not particularly enjoying it. The, but I know where to
2: send the other three cans now.
3: The the options like when you go out are, are going to be like
0: Bud, Guinness, uh, Heineken. And uh, I don't know, cores or something. So, I'd 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 grab a Heineken. Yeah, I would definitely grab a Heineken.
3: If you try to slip those cans to me, you will be receiving bottles of Oberon. Just.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you wanted it. (laughs) No.
3: No, I said
1: it it. it, it, Bob wants it.
3: yeah,
2: Bob wants. I mean,
1: I'll drink it.
3: All right, let's, I don't let's, want it to go to waste. It's, it's like I mean, I'm not like saying invited. You know, let's talk take about out
2: the alcohol altogether. Well,
1: no, like I mean, if you're like, I can't drink this. Drink. All right, fine. I
2: can't drink it. Oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> this fall is on that what's salt. left. This is what's going down the sink.
0: <laughs> oh
3: wow! All right, let's okay. move on to some more favorable things that we're drinking. Drink with me, friend. Well, then can I go first? Because I'm actually i've just been
1: drinking guinness
3: <laughs> go ahead then
1: uh yeah no um been drinking guinness yeah we just talked about what we thought about it um uh, it's 4.2 abv i i actually i honestly don't remember what the ibus are on on it um Low. I do have a brewery description it's a little bit flowery It says like rich and creamy distinctively black velvety in in its finish the iconic beer is defined by harmony. Sip after sip, its sweet counters a, uh, su- a sweet counters bitter as malt arrives in a queue, of a complimented a, uh, on a queue to complement a base of, excuse me, roasted barley. Just as unmistakable, uh, the unmistakable white head uh, sits flush atop the dark beer. So do the flavors counter and combi- uh, counter and combine perfectly. Our greatest innovation, truly unique, perfectly balanced. Made for more, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I like Del No Chase. Uh, Guinness is the Bud Light of stouts, though I don't hate Guinness. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm
3: at. Yeah. I uh, God, yeah. Our memories <laughs> just brighten it and make it more flowery. It's
0: a nostalgia thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs>
1: sure compared to what everything else I've had over the last few years,
3: it,
1: you know, it, it has a nostalgia haste, but yeah you know
3: it's that kind of is hop slam actually getting watered down year after year or is your memory after you've had hoppier and hoppier beers just making it seem watered down right
0: i guess i'll go i'm i'm not drinking anything else like i hadn't
3: i just i've been watering you know you're drinking what you're drinking something we've discussed in our news episodes before you are drinking
0: that's true uh I'm not drinking anything else alcoholic. I guess is the point. So I've got. I tried the uh, the Pepsi.
3: Bu- Bu- Buble. Buble
0: is what we're calling it. Uh, I got the lime, and I also have strawberry in the fri- in the fridge.
1: But from
3: Michael Buble, yes, <laughs> it tastes of Michael.
0: Uh, so comparing Pepsi's attempt, uh, to like you know Lacroix and um, hell, even the store brand uh, seltzer water, uh, it's fine. okay so it it tastes like Lacroix does i mean i tried the lime so it's like i mean oddly enough there's a lot of variations of a lime flavoring i'm just gonna put that out there that some some are not good Mm. uh this is fine though i mean it's it's drinkable um i'm intrigued about the strawberry because you don't see that as a flavor in seltzer water very often so um
1: i want to see strawberries a flavor in like almost everything though so i'm like
0: i mean
3: yes so, I, I'm on board with that, yes. <laughs> not to completely interrupt, we completely forgot to mention it, and we're usually so annoyingly on top of that, and I don't know how, but the discussion has cropped up in uh, chat uh, about the like lore and history of Guinness. Yes, we did an entire oh, yeah. episode very early on uh, in the yeah. podcast. You can go back and check out our episode on Guinness, because they have a, what, 2,000 year lease, I think? Yeah. Yep. On on the That might have been the last time I've had a Guinness (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I think it was for me as well. So, yeah, you can go check out our whole episode on Guinness, which is – that was a fun one to do. Uh, The tasting. Was that that when
2: we did the multi-pack? No, No, That was a different episode.
3: No, 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 no.
1: This this was like during like the the first year of the show, I think. First few
0: months, I think. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, That was –
3: if you want to hear extremely early us, I think that was before Casey was on as permanent.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was a minute cool. it was a good minute ago um but well, yeah the the seltzer water yeah no,
3: I can't. He he's can't like really. dodge that bullet uh
0: <laughs> so the seltzer water is good um i will say though i'm not currently drinking it um earlier when we were at uh, a local brewery i had their shamrock shake uh beer oh it Listerman. was barrel aged um with coffee I did not taste the coffee. He tasted the coffee. I could. Whatever. So I have weird taste buds. She but...
3: started with the coffee, so she had nothing to compare against. I started with just the regular barrel age, then went to the coffee, and I could taste the coffee like an explosion in my mouth. And it nothing. was amazing.
0: Yeah, But it was good otherwise. Blues. <laughs> I was like, I tried some of Aaron's, and then I had like two more, and I really can't for the life of me think of what the
3: second it's one was. Been a, it's been a bit
0: of a day. <laughs> so uh, that's what I had earlier. Um... <laughs> back to you
3: all right um. uh, so i have been drinking a few things throughout this episode uh we'll start with where i started was with the antwerpen stout from guinness it is the, one of their export stouts uh eight percent abv so ibus coming at 52 a little high on their ibus uh and the beer advocate score i'm not surprised especially at the price i got this so beer advocate score is 4.11 out of 5. That is extremely high for Beer Advocate. Yeah. And Brewer's Description, this is uh, an 8% ABV stout. Uh, has long been a secret pleasure among beer connoisseurs and indeed our brewers who value the mouthwatering intensity of its roasted malt soaked with wood and dark chocolate notes, not to mention its excellent and seemingly endless finish. Since 1944, we have been exclusively exporting uh, this same special stout from Ireland into Belgium through the vibrant port of Antwerp. (laughs) This is the first time we're making it available for general release in America. Uh, I think last year was actually the first time they did that. But Jungle Gems had these bad boys at $2. No, it was under $2 for a four-pack. And at that price, I was like, how do you not buy it? (laughs) It had like... (laughs) Wait, four-pack of 12-ounce bottles? Yeah, for under
2: $2. That may just barely be enough to cover the taxes.
3: Yeah, yeah like, I nice. was like, what? <laughs> So that was like, pe- people were running out of there with entire cartloads of it. They had pallets of it everywhere, and it was this year's. It wasn't like it was leftover last year's or something. It was Heck, fresh. You
2: could take that as a uh, brewery and, and, you know, put that into a still or something. <laughs> yeah
3: but uh so i had to grab a, a four distillery. pack of it because last year i wanted to try it and couldn't find it and then i found it at that amazing deal so i snagged it and it is what i remembered guinness being when i first had it it brought like the coffee notes the roasted notes all that stuff was there cuz it was much thicker it wasn't nitro and it i liked it i can understand the 4.11 score i i i get it so uh, maybe if you want to recapture those old guinness Guinness Moments, get the Antwerp and Stout. Hmm. Especially if you can get it for two bucks for a four-pack. Which is
0: not so? yeah.
3: But I've also been drinking, uh, as I mentioned, Evil Twins Irish-ish Coffee Stout. And I've also been sipping on some Four Roses that we had left over from a patron video that might be coming mm-hmm.
2: later. have mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Haven't you done well?
2: <laughs> Wish I'd been drinking that.
3: <laughs> you were like two hours ago
2: I know I wish I continued
3: Well, what are you drinking so,
2: now on my end I tried to stick to the show as much as possible so I knew we were doing the Guinness so I had some beer uh, I just had a um, the spotted cow mm. and then I tried to go with some Jameson Irish whiskey as he Catherines. passes it
3: off I just had some spotted cow I mean like not that people will like (laughs) do stupid things to get a hold of Spotted Cow it's
2: just it's a good beer but I mean it's a really great beer but at the same time it's not I mean it's just beer ass beer you know it's it's really a a really good beer it's not super it's a little watery um, but it's watery in a good way it's cream ale so I mean it's a good beer but it's just something you drink as you're sitting around if you have 12 pack after 12 pack sitting around it's great I mean, it's a good beer. But anyways, I went with the Caskmates, the one that's uh, the stout edition from Jameson. I'm, I'm not. I, I picked up Jameson, and I picked up Bushmills. I am not a big fan of either one of those, hmm. um, as they are. Um, this stout edition, you know what? Hold on a second.
3: <laughs> this is great radio. Yeah. It's fantastic. As we watch Casey reach reach for uh, bottles I forgot whiskey. I had this. Oh.
2: So Bushmills has three big regular labels. They've got their um, they've got their red label, which is high in the what is it? High in grain whiskey, low in malt. Um, the white label Bushmills, which is about half and half or somewhere around there, it's a little bit more balanced. And the Black Bush is more malt whiskey and less grain whiskey. So uh, a few years ago, I made this blend with. Um, Bushmill's black bush that we then put into a barrel that I had made a stout that was what Guinness tasted like to me way back when um, it was very much more chocolatey. So yes, <laughs> um, this is much, much, much better than anything that they've done with this right here. Mm. This has this weird toffee caramel flavor it smells like it, instead of an irish whiskey it smells more like scotch that you've added caramel to i'm not a big fan of it the bushmills blackbush that we put inside of a inside of a barrel that had had um a guinness clone inside of it before this is set around for a while it it smells so much better if you can take guinness there's a good use for guinness put it into a barrel let it sit for about a week and then take it out and put in a uh, an Irish whiskey, hmm. and that way you can get a very similar thing to this right here. But this is kind of spicy. It's got some cinnamon notes to it, a little bit from the barrel. It didn't take too long to pick that stuff up. Maybe like two weeks, three weeks tops.
3: Oh wow, nice,
2: smooth, even, um, watery almost. Even though there's not, there's there's still still high alcohol. Um, it almost tastes a little watery. So I mean, it's it's delicious stuff. Much better than. I would not get the Castmates, and I would not get the Bushmills White Label. Either one.
3: Wow. Not really a lot of recommendations coming out of this episode. (laughs) No. Yeah,
2: pretty much. It seems like all the Irish drinks don't really hit the spot for me. I don't know. I used to Uh, like
0: Jameson a lot more. And I I guess since I've... Irish whiskey is, is what I first got into and as far as whiskeys were concerned. And then we started getting more and more into bourbons. And then you know, tried a couple of scotches, and I just I Irish whiskey is like too like too light. There's not enough going on with it.
2: No. Yeah. And and Irish whiskey, go back and listen to the Scotch episode because it's very similar to Irish. Except the Irish whiskeys now that are being sold are all blends with the the distillates that coming that's coming from grain whiskey. So. Irish whiskey is supposed to be flavorful. That's the reason they didn't want to use the the, co- the, coffee still whenever it first came out. So, mm. I don't like the fact that they're using it now to produce less flavorful, less sweet, less. Uh, they're just there's nothing there beyond just grain whiskey that's kind of been aged in wood, kind of peaty a little bit. I don't know. Hmm. it's different, but I, I'm not a big fan of Irish whiskeys right.
1: I like same fat, yeah almost as if the Irish value function over form with respect to getting drunk
3: <laughs> yeah. well, it'll get you drunk <laughs> alright um, so it'll be
2: on the shelf when you all come up and feel free to drink as much of the stuff as you'd like
3: so yeah, sorry guys for being downers I don't, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really have a I lot mean, of I, positive things to say here
1: mine were neutral
3: the Antwerpen stout was good. I liked it. Hmm. And especially for for $2 for a four pack. Yeah, that was phenomenal.
0: I mean, yeah. I think uh, the um on positive note on on my end as far as like the whole episode's concerned, Uh I I do actually like Irish reds. The uh what we know to be an Irish. Red. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, cuz talked about like that's not exactly what you as we <laughs> learned. Imagine. Yes. Um I and I don't know. I can always go for a good Smithwick's. <laughs> like Okay. That's, that's always fine with me. And the, the same Adam's Irish Red is actually really good.
3: Order yeah, an, snake bite. an order in Irish... What was they called? it? Slam, Casey? That's an Irish slammer? Slam, Come slammer. on, slam.
1: If you want to jam. Yeah, order an
3: Irish <laughs> slammer or a half and half. Come on, guys. We yep. can we can do this together. Alright.
2: Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit haveadrinkshow.com for useful links and info about us. Yeah, we're that interesting. Also look for Have a Drink Show on social media, <laughs> yes. twitch.tv, and YouTube. Follow us on those as well you can tell us your favorite
1: drink ask a question or just leave some general feedback you can use the email address feedback at com. you can also send us a facebook message hit us up on twitter send us a message in the discord if you're in there or you know sandwich boards on the side of the street
3: oh, wait, send us pictures Yeah, the sandwich board is the preferred option everybody come on <laughs>
1: It's not the fastest way to get our attention, but eventually we'll know
3: It is the preferred option we' will, we'll put that out there. so all joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly don't drink and drive the St. Patrick's Day. If you're listening to this, it's already passed. I hope you didn't
0: mm, yes
3: <laughs> and if you do uh, get with us on social media, you can probably track down pictures of me in my kilt today out mm-hmm. at the uh, out at the brewery.
1: Whether you want yes. to as, see that or not, as Chris had, uh, I think, shared a year or so ago, St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish, except the Scots.
3: You're still, they're Scots. always Scottish.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, so check us out next Saturday for our next <clears throat> live episode, and remember to check out Patreon.com/slash/HaveADrinkShow. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Fraser.
3: I'm Christopher Walker.
2: And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time.
3: Bye, guys. Bye. So and in the thousand, I sold I round. I can Press, press a the the car, football
1: I just can't keep up. I'm a real love machine. I had, had far better sex while in, in jail.
3: I designed design the Tower. I make two grand an, grand an hour. hour. I they cook, cook the world's best duck flemme. I'll take the
1: pick of the litter girls jockey for me. I don't
2: need
0: these lines to get
3: away. So, so kiss, kiss me. Kiss me. Kiss me. And I'm, face shared, I'm and soaked, soaked, and soaked, I'm soiled, and brown in the trousers. And trousers. Shake your sleigh, I only bother one round. I'm a man of the night. Diamond <laughs> Club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>